Thank you for joining us for the Change Lives, Changing Lives radio broadcast, a ministry of New Day Christian Church. And remember, if you are ever in our area, please stop by. We'll make you feel right at home. Now, let's join Pastor George Logan for today's message. Uh, in the book of, uh, actually all over, in, in Romans chapter 8, um, the Bible tells us there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who those who walk according to the Spirit and not according to the flesh. Also, it says that we've been, we've been talking at this point about what is righteousness. What is righteousness? Uh, and so let me give you those definitions because today we're going to move on from that and we're going to talk about what righteousness produces and then finally uh, what righteousness ultimately is for um, while we're here, that is. And so righteousness, as we've already discussed in, in past weeks, this will make our seventh week if I'm not mistaken, right, Judy? Seven weeks. So, and, and that's, that's, that's a good little while to do a teaching but it's not it's not exhaustive it, there's a lot more matter of fact understanding who we are in Christ and our righteousness is really a lifelong lifelong lesson it's what we learn and te are taught for a long length of time so we, we're going over this for for uh, <clears throat> for some time so we just said that um, uh, righteousness is number one it is um, conforming to a standard and we said that that standard is God's standard and in God's standard uh, we said that his standard would be perfection right uh, in other words nothing nothing gets into his kingdom unless it meets his specifications and his specifications is perfection no one gets into the kingdom unless they meet the specification of perfection now, the specification of perfection is found only in one person, and that is the person of Jesus Christ. He is perfect. He's perfect, not that he could not sin, but he's perfect in the sense that he never sinned. He never, he never succumbed to sin. He walked this earth, and the Bible says he uh, was tempted in every way that you could possibly be tempted, but yet he never sinned. And so when he went to heaven, he was able to give his blood on our behalf because his blood had not been tainted by sin. So that is the specification. The specification is perfection, and we find that in Jesus Christ. So if we don't understand righteousness uh, and how God deems righteousness, then what will happen is that we will, we will, we will, we will um, um, come to uh, the thinking that, no, I'm not perfect, therefore I must always be longing for his God's approval. I'll never get there because I just, I mean, I messed up yesterday. I messed up last night. Right now while I'm in this room, I'm having some thoughts I should not have. And so we get kind of stuck there and we always are vacillating between I'm all right with God and I'm not all right with God. So when we talk about the definitions of, of righteousness, number one, it is conforming to God's standard and, and that standard is perfection. Number two, it means to be absolutely right with God. So we know that we can only be absolutely right with God unless by being made that way, not be by acting that way, not by, by doing something, but because someone has made us that. And so God, when we believe in Jesus Christ, he makes us 
He makes us 100% absolutely right. He, however he does it, he makes us completely right with God so that we meet the specifications of coming into the kingdom of God. There's no other way of doing it. You can't get in any other way except through those meeting those specifications, which he does for us. We also said that um, being right with God or, or righteousness means, <clears throat> it means um, uh, to stand before the presence of God without any feelings of guilt or inferiority. To stand in God's very presence without a feeling of guilt or feelings of inferiority. And those things, that takes place when we, when we fully, not halfway, not three-fourths way, identify with Jesus Christ. In other words, God wants us, the transformation of our mind, the, the renewing of our mind, it, that, that's to get to convince us that we are righteousness, that we are the righteousness of God. That's what's going on when we talk about renewing the mind. We are renewing our mind and taking on a completely to a new identity. Like, like, like I'm someone brand new. And it just takes time for us to begin to think like we are totally someone new and that someone new is in the exactness not the halfness but the exactness of Jesus Christ in every shape and every form we are to begin to think that way now that could get you in a little bit of trouble some people will even say well they just think they're God well that's the greatest compliment you could ever have is if someone thinks they're just acting like Jesus well yes I am you know why? Because that's who I am on the inside. I am the likeness of Christ on the inside. So yes, that's what I'm planning to do. To do, And so after we understand those, that, that part about what righteousness is, we have to also understand what righteousness produces and then what righteousness is for. What it produces and what it's for. So let's start there. What does righteousness produce? If you would, turn with me to the book of Isaiah. <clears throat> And Isaiah chapter 32 and verse 17. Isaiah 32, 17. And it says, and this righteousness will bring peace. Yes, it will bring quietness and confidence forever. It says, and this righteousness will bring peace. Now, we're talking about in the book of Isaiah. And if you know anything about the book of Isaiah, then you know that it's talking about uh, future things when Jesus will come. That's why when it talks about uh, by his stripes ye were healed in Isaiah chapter 53. And, and it talks about other things uh, uh, in the book of Isaiah that is alluding to the Christ that will come. It's talking about um, out of the line of Jesse. And it's talking about Jesus. So it's a prophetic book talking about when Jesus comes. It says, when he comes, listen to what happens. This is, should be our reality right now. Is that And this righteousness, when? Now, right? Because he has come, hasn't he? And this righteousness will produce peace, quietness, and confidence. Peace, quietness, and confidence. That's what this righteousness should be producing in our lives right now. The more we're convinced that we are in there with him, 
that there's nothing missing, nothing broken between ourselves and God. It's going to produce in us quietness, confidence, and peace. If we are in a state of disturbed or being disturbed, that means that we're not completely whole in our thinking concerning righteousness. Do you think, do you actually think that God would allow something to happen to Jesus? Think about it just for a minute. You can speak under those masks. It'll sound like a mumble to me, but do you really think that God would allow something to happen to Jesus that wasn't already ordained by him? No, thank you. I appreciate that. No. So Jesus, when we walked on earth, I think we would have seen him like this. Quiet, peace, and confident. You know, sometimes the loudest people are the people who lack the, less, the most confidence. Did you know that? Matter of fact, it's an insecurity in them that causes them to be so loud. Like, I'm going to be loud so that you won't see how insecure I am. Right? But when we have Jesus and we're confident of that truth, there's a calmness, there's a peace about us. We don't lose it. Because we know all the time everything is all right. Everything's going to be all right. I was playing golf the other day, and I, I meant to tell you all this. I really enjoyed uh, playing with, uh, with uh, um, Carson because I don't care where that boy hit the ball. And I hope he's watching this today. If he's not, and, and another thing, you all share this. Uh, if you're watching it, share this information. Just share it. But I was playing with him, and I had so much fun playing with him. Because I don't care where he hit the ball, it was always a good shot. You know what I'm saying? I don't care where, I don't care if it went over on the other green, across the street, you know, not that it did, but he was always, hey, here we go, let's go to the next ball. And I was like, that's all right. I, and he never, and, and then he would be there in two, two shots. And I just learned from that. I, I thought about that, and I was like, you know, that's, that's, how, that's how it should be. That's how our life should be, really. It should be calm. Quiet. Now, he wasn't quiet, but he was confident. Was he not confident? He was confident. And so what am I saying is that no matter what we're dealt in life, we know that it's all right. No matter where the ball goes, as it were, we know we're going to be all right. How many understand that? I don't know if this is a Christian song or not, but I heard it. I'm like, I like that song. It's going to be all right. I'm like, yeah, it's going to be all right. I'm start bobbing my head. It's gonna, say that one. It's going to be. Now, what is it? Is that a Christian song? It is a Christian. Somebody say it is. Somebody say it's not. The, the kids say it's not, and the Christians say it is. I don't know. Seemed like I heard it on a Christian station. So is there two versions of it? Ty Tribbett did. I thought that was him. And then, then who else did one? Oh, can, well, he's getting on board then. <laughs> I haven't even understand that. No matter where we're going, if we're in Christ Jesus, I don't care where we are in life, it's going to be all right. Because we are with him. 
He is our protector. He watches over us. He is responsible for us. We are his righteous ones. I love that. We are his righteous ones. So it should produce in us a quietness, a confidence, and a peace. That's how we roll all the time, is we roll in that. That, that I don't know, it's going to be all right. House burned down, it's going to be all right. <laughs> Lose my job, it's going to be all right. Wife takes my shoes and throws them out, it's going to be all right. <laughs> How come? Because I'm in Christ Jesus. That's why. That's why. Number two, listen to this. So it, it produces quietness, confidence, uh, and peace. But it also produces this. Look at um, Proverbs, uh, excuse me, Psalms chapter 5. Psalm, Psalms chapter 5. Psalms 511. Now listen to verse 11, it says, but let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let me ask you a, a question. How many of you in, in the midst of this 2020 pandemic, in the midst of, of these, these uh, race, whatever is going on there, you are rejoicing? I want to know. Because here's what it says, all those who take refuge in him rejoice. We should be waking up in the morning praising the Lord. Well, what for? Not, not for what CNN is saying, not for what MSNBC is saying, not for what Fox News is saying, but for what the Word of God is saying to us. That we should wake up in rejoicing, let them sing joyful praises forever. No one on your street should know that there's anything going on out there in the world because, man, are they over there singing, loud, rejoicing. Going down the street, bobbing their head. Sometimes I wonder when I'm riding my bicycle if people notice. I try to make it look like I'm paddling hard, but really I'm listening to music also. And I'm going like this. Worship music going. It helps me, helps me get there. But it says, listen, so they should have they should joyful praises forever. Spread your protection over them that all who love your name may be filled with joy. His protection is spread over us. Isn't that good? I said, isn't that good? His protection is spread over us. You ever been to the beach and you've been sitting out there on the beach without any protection, like from the sun? You can't stay out all day, can you? At least I can't stay out all day. But when you have some protection, so my family, when we go to the beach, we stay out there a good portion of the day. I mean a good, good portion of the day. But we have some protection normally. We tried to have a tent up till the one day the tent blew down. Started going across the beach. <laughs> And we were up there trying to chase down the, 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 the tent. But anyway, but, but when you have protection, you last longer. And so we're preparing to go, and, 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 and when we do, we're going to have us a, a tent and, 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 you know, a fireplace and cooler, 
hot dogs. No, it's protection. She said he spreads his protection over us so that the elements don't get to us, so that the coronavirus doesn't get to us, so that hatred, so that hatred and bitterness and malice doesn't get to us. He spreads his protection over us. And then he says this. This is the part I wanted us to get to. For you, verse 12, for you are, for you bless the godly. And, and in, the, in the version I like better, it says, it says, you bless the righteous, O Lord, and surround them with favor or with your shield of love. It says with your shield of love in the NLT. But really it, it says, another version of it says, surround you with favor like a shield. That God surrounds the righteous ones, those who are uncompromisingly righteous, those, listen, those who are in conduct and character righteous. That's Old Testament. Now, I don't know if you can beat, and I don't think you can beat the conduct and character of Jesus, can you? Can, can anyone? No. And, and he says that in this, these with limited righteousness, listen, they had limited righteousness, not a fixed righteousness, not a consistent, constant righteousness. He said that he spreads his uh, love of protection over them and that the favor of God shields them or, 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 or surrounds them like a shield. So if they had it with limited righteousness, limited, limited character and acts, we have it with unlimited, infinite righteousness. His, his God covers us with favor like a shield. So we should expect anything coming at us, a shield of favor comes around us. And you know what the word favor means? It means well-being. Well-being. That God covers us with well-being like a shield. So I don't expect bad things. I don't expect bad things to penetrate beyond the shield. Understand what I'm saying? I didn't say I didn't expect bad things will come my way because they will. You wouldn't need a shield if bad things wouldn't come your way. But even when bad things come our way, he says, I have given you a shield of well-being. So then in the midst of the storms, you're going to be all right. No matter what's going on around you, everything's going to be okay because we have a shield of protection around us, a shield of well-being. That's why David said it with his limited righteousness. David said, that uh, uh, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. I want you to grab hold of that. G grab hold of, of this. It's not just good information. It is, it is living word. This is, this is as vital or more vital to our, 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 our nature, ourselves, as eating food. When we gleam on that, when we, when we spend time and ruminate on that, that everything, no matter what's going on, especially where we are in our world today, that I'm okay. I've got a shield of protection around me. The third thing it does when we understand our righteousness is found in uh, Proverbs chapter 28 and verse 1. Proverbs 28 and 1 says, The wicked run away when no one is chasing, but the righteous are as bold as lions. See, the third thing about, the third thing about uh, understanding our righteousness 
is boldness comes upon us. We become bold. We're willing to go places where others will not go, even in the midst of difficulties and challenges and possibly even loss of life because we have a boldness about us. As we listen to the, the voice of the Spirit of God, and, and he'll tell us where to go and, and when to go and, how, and, and how, how, what to say when we get there, that is a byproduct of, of righteousness. This bold, as bold as lions. And whatever, as we said last week, whatever you find your righteousness in, therein lies your boldness. Whatever you find your righteousness in, therein finds your boldness. If you find righteousness in anything other than Jesus Christ, I, I, can, I can just about with great certainty say that it's temporary in nature. Someone said, well, you know, I got so much money, man, I just bold, I'm bold all the time because I got so much money. Well, back in, back in the, 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 what is it, 20s, when they had the Depression, a lot of those folk had money too. And a lot of them jumped out of buildings because their righteousness was in their account and it was subject to change. It was temporary in nature. But you know, man, I look so good, I just boldly go wherever I want to go. Well, all of us know past 50 that them looks start to decline just a little bit, right? Yeah, not, 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 with, not with you, that's right. His wife said to him, yes, you, not you, son. <laughs> you always look good. You look so good. <laughs> Matter of fact, you look better today than you did. <laughs> but think about it. If, you're, if it were in your looks, <coughs> excuse me, got me choked up. If it were in your looks, how, how much would your righteousness vacillate? You know, for some of you ladies, it's just a matter of a bad hair day, right? And you lose all your confidence. I can't, I can't go out. I like this. I can't. I can't go. All right? Am I? Am I telling the truth? And so, if your righteousness is in your hair, it's going to be some up and down days, isn't it? So everything that is based upon that we find boldness in outside of Christ is always subject to to change. And that's why we need not we need not build on that on that that uh, that um, sand. Because it will change. Ask yourself this question. What does it take me take for me to feel right? I want you to really think about that just for a minute. What, what does it take for me to feel right? What does it take for me to feel like everything is okay? Because therein lies your righteousness. If my children do well, if they, if, if they just do well, if I just if they can if they do well then I then I'm all right. Well, we got four of them, <laughs> and so we might be up today and down tomorrow based upon their actions. So we can't base our righteousness on how well our children are doing, but we can because He's fixed on the inside. The Bible says of Him He never changes. 
never changes. So he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so we build our righteousness on that and not on anything else. <clears throat> so <clears throat> let's move on. <clears throat> so here, here's, we're moving on to what, what, is, what is righteousness right now in our lives for? And this is important, especially based upon how God wants us to, to represent him in the earth realm. Look at Isaiah chapter 42 and verse 1. Um, let's read that right quick. It says, <clears throat> it says, look at my servant. Now this is talking about, well, let's read on into it. It says, look at my servant whom I, whom I strengthened. He is my chosen one who pleases me. Now, how many of you will be so bold as to put your name in there and say, look at my servant George, whom I strengthen. He is my chosen one. I am pleased with him. How many of you would be so bold as to make that your confession and to see yourself in that light? This is my servant Eric, whom I have strengthened, he is my chosen one. I am pleased with him. Anyone? Anyone be so bold as to say that's, that's you know, Isaiah 42, verse 1, that's talking about me. That's, that's me. That's what it's talking about. Anyone? Any bold one out there willing to raise his hand? There's one on the left-hand side. Let me have it. Let me have a two anyway. Two right here. We got a number three. Three going, going four. Four, four. Was that a, you know, sometimes that's how they do it, man. <laughs> they don't want anybody to know. They're just like, I, I got you. Four, four right there. Can I get a five? Five, six, seven. Oh, she's, she's like, oh, I don't, I was like, Seven, eight. He's going. He's going for. <laughs> All right. So, so, so. Here's what I'm, I want you to know. The Bible says, and we read this last week. As he is, so are we, in this world. When now, as he is, so are we in this world now. So it's talking about Jesus, but it's talking about us. Because as he is, so are we in this world. So we have to say the same thing about ourselves and not eat anything less. Because if we don't think our, that that is talking about us, then we never come to the fullness of what God has planned for us to do while we're down here on this earth. We got to 100% identify with who Jesus is and say that that's who he is and that's who I am. Now, someone say, well, that's awfully bold of you. Yes, but he gives me the right to say it because he's the one that said, as he is, so are we in this world. He's the one that said, greater are, is he in you than the evil that is in the world. That's what he says about us. So I'm only taking, I'm only humbling myself to believe that that's what he says. So I need to conform every part of me to that, that as he is, so am I. That's who I am. So when I read that particular scripture, I want to read it in that sense. So look at my servant. We know it's talking about Jesus, but when it's talking about Jesus, it's talking about us. I, when I strengthen, whom I strengthen, he is my chosen one. We are his righteous one who pleases me. I have put my spirit upon him. 
He will bring justice to the nations. <clears throat> he will not shout or raise his voice in public. In other words, he doesn't need to bring attention to himself. You only need to bring attention to yourself if you're not doing anything. <laughs> to mask, to mask that you are doing something. So he says, he will not shout or raise his voice in public. He will not crush the weakest reed or put out a flickering candle. That's talking about people in general. He won't stamp out the heart, the, 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 the people who, are, who are, are, are just barely making. He will bring justice to all who have been wronged. That's us. He's talking about us. He, you, I, we will bring justice to all who have been wronged. He will not falter or lose heart until justice prevails throughout the earth. Even distant lands beyond the sea will wait for his instruction. So what God wants us to do as his righteous ones is to administer justice. Administer justice. What justice? Well, when somebody's sick, you think that's just? Sickness is not just. When Jesus walked the earth, what did he do? He went around, he went around healing all who were oppressed of the devil. That's what he went and did. And we are just like him. We are also supposed to be going around healing all who are oppressed of the devil. What else did he do? Well, he went out and cast out devils and demons. Remember? That's what we're growing up into. That's why he tells us, he told us at the very end. Why would he tell us in Mark 16, he says, uh, as a believer, I want you to lay hands upon the sick. I want you to cast out devils and demons. I want you to speak with new tongues. And if anything shall come upon you, it shall not hurt you. Why would he tell us that if we weren't in his likeness? Why would he tell us at the end of Matthew chapter 28, go ye therefore and preach the gospel to everyone? Why would he tell us that? And I will work with you. Why would he tell us that if he wasn't the one doing the work? Why would he tell us that to 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 that he would? Why would he tell us uh, to uh, uh, go out and and uh, minister to the sick and and literally tell us in in Acts chapter I don't know what it, which one Acts it is he says, uh, Lord granted to us boldness that we that we, we would stretch forth your hands. To heal that signs and wonders and miracles will be wrought by your holy child Jesus. I ain't seen Jesus. Y'all seen Jesus? Have y'all have y'all seen Jesus in in person, physically, like I am going out and laying hands on anyone? And yet he told them, Lord, grant unto us boldness by stretching forth your hands to heal. What hands? I can't see his hands. Where's his hands at? Well, I'm gonna tell you where his hands at. These are his hands. This is his mouth. These are his feet. These are his words. But the only way it's going to be enacted is that we believe that we're just like Jesus when we walk on this earth. That we are growing in that. Not growing in righteousness. Listen, you don't have to grow in something that has been completely, totally given to you. You don't have to grow in that. But you need to develop it. And unfortunately, not too many people are developing. Unfortunately, not too many people 
are, are growing, growing up into who they are. Because it takes the renewing of the mind. At the constant renewing. Challenging yourself. Well, why did I do that like that? That's not the way Jesus would have done it. Why did I speak to them like that? That's not the way Jesus would have spoken to them. Well, let me go back to the drawing board and find out and get this on the inside of me so that I can respond in kind. Respond like Jesus. Do we want a low level of existence while we're on earth? Like, I'm his ambassador, but nobody else knows it. <laughs> Where's the ambassador of the United States? No, I don't know. We can't find him. No, I guarantee you that people know who the ambassador of the United States is in any country. Those who are seeking him out. He can be found. Not only that, but he has a big embassy somewhere where they can say, well, I don't need to talk to them about No, he's not hiding it. And he uses his influence from his country that has been given to him. And God wants us to do the exact same thing as we grow in the knowledge of God. Not, not in the substance of God, because that's already been given to us. Are you all with me? Let's go to another scripture here. Look at, um, where did I tell you to turn last time? Isaiah 42? What, 42.1? Did we read all of it? Yeah, we did. So now let's look at us. <clears throat> 42, 6, and 7. Here we go. It says, I, the Lord, have called you to demonstrate my righteousness. Who's he talking to? Talking to us, right? He's talking to us because he's talking to Jesus, right? He's talking about Jesus. Therefore, if you don't see this, you will never do it. You'll always exempt yourself from it. Well, that's, you know, that, that's what Jesus did. Well, no. That's what you and I are supposed to be doing. I, the Lord, have called you to, dem to demonstrate. God has called you and I to demonstrate his righteousness. I will take you by the hand and guard you, and I will give you to my people Israel as a symbol of my covenant with them, and you will be a light to guide the nations. You will open the eyes of the blind you will free the captives from prison, releasing those who sit in dark dungeons. How many of you know people who are sitting in dark dungeons? They may not be in prison, but they're sitting, sitting in the dark dungeon of despair, the dark dungeon of oppression, the dark dungeon of pity, the dark dungeon of won't they please help me out? Won't they please come and do something for me? Won't somebody please come and do something for me? No, nobody's there to do it. The, the greatest empowerment you can possibly receive is to be empowered by the Spirit of God. Are y'all with me? That's what it's talking about here. We are to demonstrate his righteousness. We are to rule against any darkness that comes against us. 
How often do we see things go on and we just let them go? We just let them pass. We just let family members just stay the way they are. Stay, don't, don't, don't offer to pray for them. Don't offer to intercede for them. Don't offer to, to lay hands on them and pray for them. You know, that's what we're here for. That, we don't have any other purpose down here. We've got all this power. But yes, it's locked up in a treasure chest. When it could be helping a lot of people. As we begin to grow in this, all of us, myself included, growing in it, understanding that he wants to do a work through me. Now, <clears throat> we're about to close out, but I need to, I need to tell you why this axe is up here. It's actually for you, Leon. <laughs> no, I'm going to tell you what this, this axe is for in just a minute. But it has a lot to do with the demonstration of his righteousness. <clears throat> Go with me to Romans chapter 6 real quick. And let's read this. It says, <clears throat> verse 13. He says, do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God. For you were dead, now, but now you have a new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. To use your whole body as an instrument of righteousness. What does God want? He wants all of you. Not for you to do anything. Now, this axe represents you. This is an instrument, isn't it? A tool. But how good is that tool without being united to me. Well, actually, in my garage, it just looks good. <laughs> it hangs up on a nail in my garage. I look at it like somebody in this house knows how to work. <laughs> look at those wonderful tools that he has. And it sits up there. It sits on a nail just like this. And it sits... And I look at it and says, boy, doesn't that make me look good? Like I really know how to do some work. <laughs> but this axe, really, I, I bought this axe <clears throat> so that I could chop, chop some, those, remember those, those vines I was telling you about? They had crawled up my tree, you remember? And so this is part of my, my um, uh, termination of the vines and so I use this instrument and this is what God says he's the righteous one and we united with him become an instrument of righteousness in other words God is doing the work and we are simply the axe the instrument God wants to do it. We're united with him in Christ Jesus. And so we become instruments of his rightness to judge, to rule against all darkness. To lend our voice, our hands, our feet, our influence 
for the sake of the kingdom of God. Without, without God or without me, this instrument can do nothing. And all God wants us to do is simply say, all right, I'm yours. Live out yourself completely, totally in me. And it comes by way of us renewing our minds so that we can get this body to be used completely and wholly by him. I heard this the other night, <clears throat> the other day, yesterday actually. And, uh, and I'm, I'm going to botch it. I know I'm going to botch it because I can't remember it in full, but I know what it was talking about. <clears throat> so um, uh, Derek uh, Prince was telling a story about an Indian uh, who came to a meeting in, in somewhere in Oklahoma. And so the Indian came uh, to the meeting, and he, he gave his life to Jesus Christ, and he wanted to offer him something. So what he did is he brought him, uh, and I'm, I'm a, this part is made up, so I don't know if it was this part or not. But anyway, he said he brought him a robe that had been made for him. And he offered it to him on the altar. And, uh, <clears throat> and it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't good enough. It was, it was not accepted. So he took the robe back up and took it away. And then he came back. And he came back with a bow and arrow. Handmade, beautifully made uh, uh, arrows. And he made them, the, he, he, he saw this as, it was a masterpiece. It was beautiful. And so um, he brought it up. He said, now surely this will be something that, that will be received. And he gave, him all the, the, um, he gave him the bow and arrow. And he said, nah, this don't work either. And so he used to use the terminology, Indian, Indian give, give robe. He said, no, nah, that's not good enough. Uh, Indian give give uh, bow and arrow. Um, sorry, that's not good enough. And then he went back and he came back again and he said, Indian, give Indian. He said, that, that is what we want. Indian, give Indian. In other words, he gave himself. We are instruments of his righteousness. When we give ourselves wholly to God, you don't have to worry about right actions. You don't. You don't have to worry about keeping the Ten Commandments because you will. You don't have to do any of those things. You're just an extension of God wherever you go. When we get to the point where we're constantly looking at, am I keeping the law? Am I doing this right? That means we're not conscious of him living in me and doing the work. This acts. He don't know whether it's doing right or wrong. It's just doing. It's most important that what it's connected to. It's not conscious. It doesn't talk back. It just lives. It just does. Does that make sense? And so as we close out, I'm going to look at uh, our youth. I'm, um, Jasmine and Manuel and Annika. <clears throat> as you all get ready to go out into this world, understand that you all are instruments of righteousness. And there's a lot of vines out there. There's a lot of roots. There's a lot of things that want to choke the life, not only out of people around you, but out of you. But you have to take 
and put yourself in his hands and let him chop and demolish anything that stands in your way and in the way of other people. And he will if you make yourself an instrument, his instrument of righteousness. And you do so by knowing no matter where you go, no matter who you're around, that my righteousness is not in anything that I do. My righteousness is established in and because of Jesus Christ. And if you do that, you will prevail, believe you me, in everything you do. Let's pray. <clears throat> Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this opportunity to come before you and to stand around your word. Thank you so much for helping us gain more understanding of who we are in Christ Jesus, the knowledge of that righteousness. So thank you, Lord. And again, we thank you for our graduates. We're grateful to you for getting them this far. Many did not get this far. Many stumbled greatly along the way. But because of you, Father, everything they have, they have received from you. And we thank you for that. We thank you for the journey that is ahead of them. And we thank you, Father, that they have you first and foremost in their life to shape and to, to carve out and to make a way for them. And we are grateful for that. You've been listening to the Change Lives, Changing Lives radio broadcast, a ministry of New Day Christian Church. Please visit us at our website at www.newdaycc.com. Again, that's www.newdaycc.com. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, please tell others. And if you ever get the opportunity, please come visit us at New Day Christian Church.